I'm Ashley Aiken. And I'm Chris Cerna. The wedding industry has unintentionally perpetuated a culture of chasing perfection at the cost of your relationships and mental peace. We know this because we've spent a combined 16 years photographing weddings. Together, we dive into the silent struggles of the modern engaged couple, like you. Our goal is to empower you to pop that perfection bubble, embark on the journey of self-awareness, forge your own wedding planning path, and and ultimately ultimately cultivate a healthy and thriving marriage. up everyone welcome to episode one what is up i'm so excited chris how are you feeling i'm good ashley how are you oh aside from the chaos that is our the current state of our world right. i'm good <laughs> i would agree with that statement i i woke up today uh even last night you know this is our first episode we're recording and and i was laying in bed and i was just thinking about like oh crap like We've been talking about this for so long. We're going to actually have to try to pull this off and execute it. And then I just started thinking through the details. Uh, and then, like you said, on top of just everything going on in our world right now, in our nation, I was excited and then I was bummed out. So I've had all sorts of emotions this week. I've been happy. I got my mic yesterday and I wanted to post about it on social media. And I didn't feel like it was appropriate to because... Oh of just everything going on in our country and just everyone's, it just seems like everyone's really down right now. And, uh, and that definitely affects me. Oh my God. Oh, totally affects. I, I know it affects you. It affects, I think we're all dealing with it. It's, you don't know the right thing to do. You want to be excited about things going on in your life, but at the same time you wrestle with how devastating what's happening is and right. like just the climate, what's the right thing to say. There's a lot of people that are really, really, really struggling right now. And so especially like with what has been unfolding in on the television, <laughs> you just don't you don't want to be insensitive. And so it's hard to balance like being a business owner right now, I think. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah, I, I had uh, I had a few people message me. I had posted a story. Um, just about just trying to be encouraging and positive. It's so easy to just want to be snarky and and all of that. And I just, you know, based off of conversations that I've had with you, um, talking about like reducing the noise in our feeds and stuff like that, just being like, you know what, if I'm going to go in and be snarky on my story, I'm just going to be adding to the noise and contributing to it. And that's not going to help anyone. Um, and so I try to be positive. And so I, I know that I've seen you trying to do that as well. It's, yeah. it's not easy. No. Oh, no. Especially this is something that I am. I'm very passionate about the state of our country. I, I find very a lot of interest in it, but I know that I'm right there with you. I don't want to add to the noise. I only want to like be able to be a solution or a light in people's lives right, right. now. And there's, I mean, scroll through your Facebook feed and it is just a miserable place to be right yeah, now. It's... So you, it's sucky. You want to be the light for sure. But I there's I haven't told you about this, Chris, but I've been listening to this course that is and I kind of shared about it on social media, but it is about love and fear and how those are our two core emotions. Oh, wow. It's been That's super interesting. Wild. It is. And it was like I was listening to it prior to kind of the chaos of the world and it was weird timing, but you act every single emotion that you feel is like rooted filter. in fear or love. Oh and when you have a moment 
of fear that could look like anger or anxiety or depression or any so it could like it could just take emotion. different forms it's like it's kind of like one of those things if this then that so it's like but it starts exactly. with if anger then it could be any of these fear. or if fear then it could be any of these if love yep. it can be any of these exactly and wow. so if you're feeling anger like a lot of people are feeling angry right now or sad right now that's all rooted in our reptilian brain of fear and if you recognize that your this emotions so are like guiding you it yeah. really is if your emotion your emotion is a guide like your brain is obviously super complex but if you think about your emotions as a guide and you're feeling angry it's like okay that i'm is this rooted in fear generally it is what am i afraid of and then ask yourself what would love do like if yeah if this was actually good. rooted in love what would then my reaction be and yeah, then just try to shift be? that yeah because otherwise Gosh. you're just reacting to fear and so I think that that's a big thing that's going on in the world right now is people people that are acting out are afraid. Yeah, and and this is something that needs to be talked about. And I mean, and that is like the whole purpose of our podcast is we want to talk about things that we really don't feel like people are talking about in like a level-headed kind of way. Um, but the other thing, like we even had a conversation before this, we, we hit play, like, mm -hmm. do we want to talk about the negative things going on in our world? Mm -hmm. Like it's a kind of a terrible way to start a season just talking mm -hmm. about not going happy but it's just the reality of where we're at right now and I think the thing that's bumming me out the most is just how divisive everything is like everyone I was telling you this earlier but everyone has a point like everyone's got an opinion on something everyone has a point of view which is great we mm -hmm. should all have opinions and points of mm -hmm. view but what ends up happening is social media has given people permission to just share those points of views and, and if anyone disagrees with those things, because it's in a public forum, I think people just get defensive and angry and upset. And then people just start trying to change everyone's minds. And so you look in comment threads and it's just like, oh, well, you said this, here's a link to uh, confirm my you know confirmation bias. Like here's a link that supports my view. Here's a link that supports my view. Oh, here's an opposing link for this view. And everyone's sharing views and, and all this stuff and everyone's trying to change everyone's mind. And it is just, it's, it's a lot. It's so yeah. much. And you're not going to change somebody's mind on Facebook. All you're going to do is make that person that doesn't agree with you, take a screenshot and send it to their friends. Oh and then gosh. they're all just going to talk about it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, like, just don't guilty. be that person. I, I, no. I'm so guilty of that. Same. I did it yesterday to you. I like, I was I just like, what are they talking the about? Like, do they not see it? The amount of times that I've screenshotted things and sent them to my uncle and been like, can you please explain to me how this thought process even works? Yeah. And you yeah. know, we're just talking shit about people behind their backs. Well, it's right. Terrible. But it's, and that's the thing. So on social media, you're going to be a lot healthier if you're not contributing to this noise. Right. And if less people are contributing to this noise, less people are taking screenshots and thinking that somebody is arrogant. Oh my gosh. And it's I a, think we just all need to do that yeah. so that we can stop like, that's not what I want our conversations to be rooted in is like what other people are thinking and what other people are doing. But and I the, mean, other, the truth of the matter is we are there right now. Right. The, and the other thing that I wanted to bring up in this conversation is that you had said it earlier, like you can't change anyone's mind and you really can't. Like I, what I wanted to ask people is like, think about the time when the last time that someone changed your mind, that you had a differing view than someone else and someone presented facts 
or a perspective to you that actually changed your mind. Mm-hmm. I think that that is not very likely to happen. I can't remember not the last Facebook, time someone. At least. Yeah, yeah, not on Facebook for sure. Like um, you have to be in person speaking about it. And even then, the recipient of that, they have to be in a good mental space and it like they have to be like someone who works on themselves and processes things and and understands that there's just got to has to have been a lot of work done in the person uh they have like have to do some self not self care but like they just have to work on themselves and realize Absolutely. i'm not perfect i could be flawed and that is Absolutely. an uncommon trait now it is and i was going to say i can remember the last not not the last time that my mind was changed but i can remember my mind being changed about like white privilege. Mm -hmm. And this is years ago. Right. But I would say in the last like four years, I like four years ago, I don't know, that's an arbitrary number, but it was a while ago. I didn't understand white privilege. And I don't think a lot of people did. I think that people are kind of just starting to grasp on it now. And somebody had a conversation with me in person that made me understand and not feel attacked where yes because i am white and from then i was like i was born this way like i can't i can't do anything about the color of my skin that's was the perspective i had and so i felt yeah. attacked but then i had a conversation in person and it was a very calm conversation that also didn't make that conversation didn't make me feel attacked and it make, made me feel understood but then it also made me be like wow you're right. I I do have white privilege, a ton of it, solely yeah. because of the color of my skin, and I was born with this privilege that other people don't have. And um, sometimes you like YouTube videos. Oh yeah, for because sure. there's not you're not a part of that conversation, but you see the conversation happen, or you see it like visually represented, whatever the idea is, and that can sometimes change minds but again i love to work like i'm very i know i'm flawed yeah this is things these are conversations that we love to have you know you and i I know that justin loves to have these conversations like we're surrounded by people that like to have these conversations and so and i'm not trying to place us on this like oh we're up here and people are down there like that that's not what that is either but i i also know that like I really am a firm believer in people change their mind. Like the only time that someone changes their mind is when they arrive, like they connect those dots. Now it could, yes. could be they hear it on a YouTube video or in a podcast, but they're not going to give the credit to someone else. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, they changed their mind. And so it's, this might just be my nineness. That's like, well, well it's a losing battle either way. You know, don't yeah. even, don't even, well, but people's minds, like you're right. The likelihood of someone's mind changing is increased greatly when the conversation happens in face like face to face yep and i think even you know working through that it's stronger when they're not involved in the conversation and they are like witnessing it visual like a visual analogy or they're kind of like a third party or something exactly they're like oh my gosh that is so true I never thought about it that way. Like how many times do you have aha moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I never thought about it that way. And that's where I think the change happens, but you have to be willing to accept that you're not perfect. You're born flawed. You learn, um, you learn habits and ways to cope. And those, 
mechanisms, those coping mechanisms may not be the most healthy coping mechanisms. And just because it worked for you when you were a child doesn't mean it's working for you in adulthood. For sure. Constantly revisiting things and analyzing and assessing where you're at with your beliefs and your thoughts and your viewpoints and all that stuff and understanding it's it's ever changing. Uh, this was a little heavier topic for, to hit for on, mm-hmm. hit on at the beginning, but I mean, I think if you're a listener, you can expect a couple different things to happen probably in the first part of this episode. We're either going to be talking about life updates and things going on in our lives, uh, or maybe even some uh, what would you, current events, like some things that are happening because um, it's on everyone's mind. So why not why not talk a little bit about it? So yeah, well, and I also think with the way that Chris, we have conversations, we like to talk about things that no one else is talking about. Yes. And I think that's a big like reason that we're starting this podcast in general. For sure. 100%. Um, you know something else that really sucks outside of even just like people and bad things going on and people being divisive? What? Wedding planning. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> you Hallelujah. It, amen. That sucks. Wedding it planning sucks. is the hardest. Uh, maybe not hardest, but... So That's exaggerating, but so you it's and hard. I, it sucks. You and I are both wedding photographers who work with couples who are planning their big days. Yep. How how do how are brides feeling like when they're planning their weddings? Like what is the emotion or the vibe that you get? And and I know we're we're maybe generalizing, but what's the overall feel that you get from brides who are planning weddings? I if I'm being honest, as a vendor I think I see um, a lot of the excitement that comes with the wedding planning because they're coming to me excited about hiring me and their pictures and they're very, very excited. However, behind the scenes, if we have any just like off the cuff conversations with them, you see a lot of frustration. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of joy (laughs) behind the planning aspect of it. Like you... And we see them on the wedding day and wedding days happy, but yeah. leading up to it. And I know from planning my own wedding this last year, it sucks. And brides are, and grooms, but they are struggling. Do you think that brides see this coming from the start? Like that they're, that they're like, oh wow. Like, like, do you think they think it's going to suck? Or do you think they're totally caught off guard? They're like, totally 100,000% caught off guard. And that's they have so, no idea. So so interesting to me. Like, why is that? I truly, truly believe that it has to do with wedding planning or the wedding in general, getting married, has been romanticized forever. My entire life, I grew up believing it was going to be this magical day. Yeah. And I was going to be marrying my Prince Charming. Like legitimately, like, and I didn't grow up planning my own wedding I just like expected like I wasn't one of those women girls who dreamt of her wedding day but nonetheless I still expected that it was going to be rainbows and butterflies right like you're gonna be you're gonna be sitting back like every night and your fiance is gonna be over cooking dinner and then you're gonna be drinking wine and you're gonna have your planner all sprawled out and you're gonna say honey what Mm. do you think about this color palette and then he's gonna give you his opinion and it's just gonna be this awesome amazing time and you're gonna go dress shopping with your mom or everybody's gonna agree on everything yes and it's that, your day. And it's, it's, wait, so it's not, it's not like that. It's not like that at all, Chris. Oh my gosh. 
I know. It's not like that at all. These couples are completely blindsided by the fact that their spouse doesn't agree. Their soon-to-be spouse also doesn't really care, but still has yeah. an opinion. And that's the hard thing to cover. Like they it's, want to input so about colors, but they don't actually care about the yeah. colors. My husband was that way. He's like, wait, why aren't we doing purple? And I'm like, well, because, and it's a different purple than normal, but I'm like, because it like looks really good. It's a gem tone. It looks good at these gem tones. And he's like, but I want this. And I'm like, you don't care. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so funny you bring that up because I was having a beer with a couple, a couple weeks ago and we were talking about how. Uh, this bride was telling me and even the groom, she was like, you know, he does, he doesn't care about things until he cares about something. And then when 100%. he does, he really cares about it. And it's like, why do you care about this thing now? Like you haven't cared about anything, but I was the same way. Like when Lara, like when we got married, uh, Lara, her dress wasn't white. It was like a, it was an off white color. It was more like a, she said it was like a, a cream is what I, and I was like cream. And so I'm thinking like, yell more yellowy than mm -hmm. and then i didn't get to wear a white shirt because i had to my shirt had to match her off mm -hmm. and i was not happy about that and i didn't really care about other th i mean but i cared about that and, and you so actually just, cared about that and i did care about it yeah i actually really cared about it so so everyone's stressing out and it's so interesting to me you know we use this phrase like romanticizing is there any happy moments in wedding planning like yes no yes well I, don't know how to, there's I guess not, it would be pre 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 planning pre planning pre planning there are there is a happy moment <laughs> there is a happy moment and it is that pop in the question moment or everything leading up to actually opening up the planning so the planning so it's like you get engaged you're super excited this person that you've you know been wanting to marry has asked the question you said yes there's exciting there's phone calls there's visiting parents afterwards there's dinners there's telling all your groups of friends in fun ways there's posting it on social media mm -hmm. and getting the dopamine hits of everyone oh my god and all this stuff and yes there's all of that and and then there's even maybe some dinners and some parties and all of that stuff but literally once it comes to like, uh, and normally the first question, I feel like mom normally asks this, like, so when's, when's it going to be? be? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. When's it going to be? What date are you going to set? And then it's like, Oh crap. I haven't even on, thought about that. From that point on, it's just like brides are in this world because most people who are getting married, who are going to plan and are getting vendors this is their first time getting married because um, people who normally get married a second and again there are this isn't a rule but most people who may be on their second or third marriage are like yeah i spent a lot of money on that first one i'm not doing that again and so people are finding themselves in uncharted territory and in uncharted waters and so a mm -hmm. lot of times we have brides who they're like they get the deer in the headlights look like they don't know what to do first or where to look and so, of course, then they're just going to be like stressed to the max because sometimes they don't know where to start or they have other people in their lives who are, excuse me, who are bombarding them with all sorts of informations and all sorts of opinions. Yep. You hit the nail on the head. Totally. I think that it's the other people's opinions, but also the like Google, you Google and then where oh, do you no. land? You like land on the knot or you land on wedding wire or insert any 
typical checklist and the, right. then you're like, okay, these are all the things that I should do because look, they're telling me to do these things and you've never done it before. It's uncharted. Yeah. So you are like, I'm just going to follow this template because this template is here for me and other people have done it and this is what works. But like truth be told, now you're in this rabbit hole of following the standard that other people do that maybe doesn't resonate with you. And you're like, okay, but I don't know if I have any other options. Yeah. And so it's just, it escalates from there. But I think that the worst part is right at the beginning and choosing that day. And like, but then from that point forward, if you give yourself a break and just try to enjoy being engaged, you feel, you feel like you're behind. A little, exactly. You feel like yeah. a failure. Like yep. I'm a maid of honor in a wedding in June and she's my sister. She's my little sister. I'm so excited that she's getting married, but she hasn't planned for the last few months. She's a teacher during this pandemic. Oh it's very yep. hard for them. And so wedding planning is kind of low on the totem pole, but she's also like, I'm getting married in six months and I feel behind. What am I supposed to do? And then she has this feeling of guilt and failure. And it's like, girlfriend, and all like, those what's things important compound. to you right now? Exactly. Yeah. They yeah, are. They're that, stacking on top of each other. And you know what really, man, it makes me so sad sometimes for couples because, you know, I don't know. I don't know that very many people like brides feel like they can talk about this, feel like they can share and say like, Hey, I'm not okay. I'm not no. okay. I'm overwhelmed. I'm considering just eloping and running off. Like me and my fiance were more distant than we've ever been before. And this wedding planning has not been when I thought it was going to be. It's actually been the worst and it actually feels like hell. And on top of that, I'm navigating a pandemic and a lot of times brides are either going to college and, and carrying a full load in education or they're carrying a full-time job or, or, you know, sometimes they even have a child and they're trying to manage all of those things as well as being a parent. It's just so overwhelming. Well, and I have to say as somebody who planned a reception during this pandemic, when I thought everybody told me it was going to be gone by summer of 2020 and it wasn't. I remember being so stressed out about everybody else's health. Again, all of these stressors are me focused on other people. And if I would have, I was nervous that if I would have canceled because that's what I kind of wanted to do because of yeah. other people's health, that people were going to be upset because that was the decision that I was making. And like yeah. living in the middle of America right now, it's not like this is a very strange place to live during a pandemic. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you're, you're getting all this mixed messaging but then you're hyper concerned about what you're supposed to do in your life because your life is obviously so, so important because you, I mean, it, it's your life. You yeah. generally naturally are selfish. Like, you know, you know what I mean? You're not oh, selfish, 100%. but you're selfish. You're, you're worried about what's happening in your life. Yeah. And so then you feel extra selfish because you're hyper concerned about your wedding planning and what you're going to do about this wedding when like the rest of the world is falling to pieces and you're like yeah. it almost crying feels like, because of your wedding planning. It almost feels like, is this the, I mean, it's, it's kind of like what I said, like, oh, I didn't, I couldn't share this great news about my mic coming in yesterday because of everything going on. It's kind of like the same thing. It's yes. like, it almost feels insensitive to celebrate this big day when, um, you know, there's a pandemic going on in our country or, you know, insert any other big thing that's happening in our country. Like it, right. well, it kind of just it, can feel like that sometimes. 
insensitive with what's going on in the world, but also, so you feel insensitive celebrating, but you also feel insensitive feeling like shit. Like you feel insensitive that you're struggling about a wedding when other people are struggling as nurses and other people are struggling because they haven't had any time off or people are struggling because they're losing their loved ones. And you're also understandably struggling. Your mental health is still important. Even if you feel like the things you're struggling about maybe aren't as big as what other people are struggling with. It's like, it's all kind of relative and your mental health is still important. Even if you feel like it's, you know what I mean? Like it's just this weird balance right now. Like, and again, this is relevant even if we're not in the middle of a pandemic. So I used to um, I used to work for a church, and one of the things that I think that churches do wrong, uh, there's a lot of things, <laughs> but uh, one of the things is when it comes to emotions, a lot of times people will are encouraged in church circles to ignore their emotions and to just ignore them. They're not good, blah, 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 whatever, ignore them. I'm not going to get too into that, but our emotions are a gift. Like I've always viewed them as check engine lights. Like Mm. if you are feeling an emotion, it means if it's a negative emotion that leaves you feeling not good, it means that there's an issue. And like those of us that have ever had a check engine light, we're always like, oh my God, is it gonna go away? And then when it goes away, we're like, oh, I guess the problem solved itself. No, it probably didn't. Like the problem is still there. It's gonna rear its head up again at some point. And we ignore them. And a lot of times that's how we treat our emotions. And so if you are a bride, who is planning her wedding and is struggling, struggling. Like you're on the struggle bus every day and you're hiding it and you've not talked to your fiance about it. Um, You've not talked to anyone about it. I would encourage you to reconsider your silence because it's hurting you and it's also going to hurt those closest to you, but mostly you. Like we have to be willing to go, okay, I'm feeling this way. There's a reason that I'm feeling this way. If I'm not enjoying wedding planning, why is it? And what it sounds like we're kind of something that we're kind of congregating around or keep kind of keep coming back to with this topic is other people like this, this thing of other people, how, how do other people and their thoughts and their views affect the wedding planning process on a bride? Ashley, I think most women are, and we're talking to mainly women here, but I think most women are born and raised with the belief that they need to please other people and to think about solely yourself doesn't feel right. It's not natural. And so, yeah, you are, you're completely wrapped up around other people. You're wrapped up around what they're going to believe. If they're going to accept what you want to do, if they're going to like what you do, Are they judging you? Are you doing this good enough? I think that's another thing women struggle with is, am I good enough? And I think that, I mean, it's obviously not just women, but it's almost all women struggle with, am I good enough? That question that just keeps kind of coming back. Yeah. And so I I just don't know how, I, I do know how, I know how I kind of battled with this. What do I do? How do I continue to not just try to please other people and how can I plan this event that I've been waiting my whole life for and that is a huge milestone in my life and how can I plan this and be a little selfish how can I focus on me and my relationship with my soon-to-be husband how can we have the event that we want and 
kind of ignore all the other voices that we're hearing and all the, you should do this and, you know, opinions from parents and opinions from friends and, oh my goodness, friends who've gotten married recently, they, they're like, oh, I just did this. Like, you should do it this way. And how yeah. do you nicely? Well, everyone's a wedding planner after they plan their wedding. Oh my God. <laughs> Legitimately, and, and, and nothing not, is so not true. A, that's not a diss. Like, that's just people have spent so long researching, mm-hmm. you know, reading articles and doing all these things and getting insights. And you've gone through this very, let's be honest, not maybe traumatic is, is, is not the right word, but you've gone through this very emotionally taxing event, mm-hmm. uh, the planning, the executing, the, all of that, to then afterwards you feel like, well, I don't want to waste that everything that I went through. So I want to share this knowledge with other people. So then you have every bride that's gotten married, you know, giving you advice on, on what to do. And a lot of times it's unsolicited. It is. It is. It's one thing if someone asks you, it's another thing to just go, Hey, hey, you should do, you should do this or, or you should do that. Or, or we did this. And yeah, that or can sending be over, a picture I, of something you like and they respond with mm. like having even two or three people constantly sending you know, me things and, and saying, Oh, you should do this, especially with my personality. Like if someone tells me to do something, I'm going to do the opposite. That, that's just how I am. Like I, oh, that kind of surprises me. I'm terrible. Well, it's my eight wing. Like I'm terrible with authority. And so it's why I'm a great entrepreneur. Cause no one tells me what yeah. to do. I get to tell myself what to do. Wow. I am yeah. very, very actually impressed by that. Cause like you're normal. I, I legit thought you were about to say somebody tells me to do something and just to keep the peace, I do it. And no. then you just dropped nope. that bomb. Nope. I I wow. do not want... If someone's like, hey, I think you should do this. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm not doing that. No. Yeah, I can be that way as well. Like, really rebellious. Really rebellious. Yeah. Or like, I downplay things a lot also. like It's definitely Somebody's very excited. I'm like, okay, they're really excited. So I'm going to act like this is not that exciting. And I did, do think that's kind of American that. of us, though. I, I heard recently that... If it's like, I don't know if it was like Canada or England. <gasps> no, it's, it's England that doesn't type things up. This that was very they random, don't type but it? they don't hype it, things. Oh, up. hype. Yeah. So like if you, if Americans like it was about a Broadway, I, I love rent and this I was watching so this like interview about it. But if there was a, like a show that was coming rent, yeah. rent was coming to England for the first time back in the nineties. And America's raving about this show. And so they like, show up eh. to England and nobody shows up to them. There's like 200 people in this 12,000 oh auditorium or whatever. And it's just because they're like, everybody's telling us this is going to be amazing. So it, we don't, it let us decide that for ourselves. And they wow. go in like unenthused. So yeah, I guess that's um, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of like London English in you. Cause you're just me like nah. somewhere. It's yeah, not, it's not gonna be that. Good. I'm like, eh. so anyways, good. yeah. But so somebody tells you we got we got off a little tangent. So someone tells uh, yeah, you, I don't even remember where we were. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get back on. I know they tell you that um, you should do something, and so you do the opposite. Yeah, that pretty was much. where we ended there. Okay, yeah. I have. Okay, so you said that you started to seek this other way. Like, what yes. what was the driving factor that caused you? Like, did you get deep into wedding planning before you realized like, uh-uh, no, we got to shift things nuh-uh. up? Or was it like you already kind of had an idea that you wanted to do things differently from the start? And so, if so, is that because of your background in the wedding industry? 
Yes. So that is exactly it. So I'm blessed and I'm cursed with being a wedding photographer and being in the wedding industry. And I've shot 400 weddings. I've been to, I've been to a lot of them. Right. And I, I always, I didn't always know once I became a wedding vendor, I knew there was like a moment that I was like sitting in the back of a ceremony occurring. And I'm like, just watching this happen. And I'm like, realizing even though i know this i know where people are going to walk i know when people are going to walk i know when people are going to stand up i know when people are going to clap yes. i know like as soon as the dress goes you can, on like anticipate anything like it, it, it's everything predictable. and you know why the, and that's yep. because there's a template yep it's a it's a playbook wire, whatever like it's it's if you know it you know what to look for absolutely absolutely it is a complete playbook and so once i had that moment of realization i was like i'm not doing this this way like I don't know if there's another way but I'm not doing this I'm I'm going to have an Olympics game and we are going to show up <laughs> in like gym shorts and we are going that's what we're going to do or spend our wedding do day something doing. totally this, different totally yes I was like come on there's got to be something different out there right. and once I kind of had this realization of it's I was actually like I remember talking to my business partner Ashley about this and I said this is a performance a wedding day is a performance and there has to be a way that we can figure out that this isn't a performance how do you think people would feel like if you were to say that in to a group of brides like a wedding do you think they would accept that do you think they would agree with it do you think they'd take some time to process it i don't think they'd like it yeah but i like really don't think they would like it i and i feel like it could be maybe an offensive like people who've got married, I, you just, I, again, I'm blessed and I'm cursed. I was cursed to kind of see that because I've done this so many times, but it also made me blessed in the way that now I know that there is another way and there is a yeah. way to eliminate and tackle the stress. There is a way for you to be able to set boundaries with the people that you love. There is a way for you to gracefully say no when someone offers you a suggestion and I knew all of this because it was time for me to get married and I knew that I wanted to get married differently and yep. or have my day differently. And so that was what made me kind of take a step back and search for just other options. And it's it helped eliminate the unsolicited advice. It helped eliminate my stress. It helped guide me into every single direction that I was taking, which granted, I still had a ceremony. Like I still did a lot of the typical wedding things that feel good because you're yeah. getting married and you ha you do want that. But you added um, so, your you know, own personal added my own flair and so, and, and like at this like north north star I had like a north star that I so followed. what is this what is this approach to wedding planning called? So it's intentional planning and it's something that we are very passionate about and yes. I'm super passionate about. Chris is also very passionate about it but as well. But you definitely, it's interesting because I didn't become passionate about it until I heard your story with this. Mm -hmm. and, and even even realized good. that this was an option because right. that is one of the things that, you know, I love weddings because they're awesome days. I'm, I'm social. I like to hang out with our couples. I like to party with them. I like to laugh with them. I like to, like, I'm always tearing up during the daddy daughter dance. Cause I'm like, Oh, one day that's going to be me and Ellie. And maybe <laughs> if she chooses to get married, but it's like, that's a real possibility and, and all of that. And just, they're just emotional days and there's highs and 
and sometimes there's lows and I love being able to help set the trajectory of the day because yes. that's what we do as a, like, as a photographer, we are probably the most influential vendor when it comes to setting the tone for the day. Um, Wholeheartedly. You can make, it's like you can make or break it. And so I'm like, once I heard that there's, wait, wait a minute, there's something outside of just the, the very American template that is run at most weddings. And it's even better because it's, it's oozing intentionality. Like I love that. And so yeah. can you talk a little bit about what intentional planning is? Yeah, absolutely. So planning with intention is going to give you like, I feel like it gives your wedding heart and it's a good way to put it. Don't you feel like it kind of yeah, just gives sure. it, it gives it this, like this meaning other because than you are putting yourself like a piece of you into it. So literally exactly. your heart is going into it. Exactly. It there's so much emotion and personality and I, intention. I wish there was a better word for it so I can just not say intention so many times, but there's so much just heart behind it. Your every decision you make, let's say like okay, for example, there's a lot of people who are like why are we cutting a cake? Yes. We were one of those people. Yeah, why why are we cut? Well, you don't have to cut a cake. You don't have to cut a cake. And if you don't like cake, don't have cake. That is like, literally Lara uh, and I and her mom lost it. Yep. She was not happy. What do you mean? And so I love ice cream. Lara loves ice cream. We wanted a Sunday. Like one of those machines like the soft serves. Like we had a soft yeah. serve ice cream machine in our wedding. And she was mad. She's like, people are going to expect cake, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? There were people that were mad that there was not cake because they didn't like ice cream. But I didn't care. We did not care. So wait, you ended up not having a cake then? No, we didn't do a cake. Wow, we I am so impressed with you. Yeah, we did. Again, this is one of those things. You want me to do it? I'm not doing it. Yeah. Like, and, this, and so this was in 2013. So like people, yeah, there were some people that were mad that there was no cake. But I got to, you know, we had a Sunday instead. So that was awesome. That's amazing. So that's a really perfect example. That was an though, intentional, like, but we didn't know what we were doing. Right. And you didn't you know? know it was intentional necessarily right. either. Like, so that was just like one decision that you make. And like some people, you like, they love tacos, right? And so they have tacos. That's an intentional decision because yes. you and your spouse love tacos. You didn't just choose tacos because it was cheap. You guys Generally, have tacos. that's like a cheaper option. We did have tacos. We yeah, love tacos. Tacos were amazing. And we also decided in like the tacos decision, they were amazing, weren't they? We decided we were going to go with District Taqueria because that was a local place and supporting locals very really important to Justin so that and I. So it was a very intentional decision that we made. And so when you continue to make these intentional decisions in your wedding planning, even if there's small decisions like, like that, and like it's not like we're going to, like something Justin and I did, um, normally your maid of honor and best man are the ones who sign your marriage license. This is one of my favorite things to share. So normally they're your marriage license signer people. Well, Justin and I chose not to have a wedding party. We did a lot of things with our wedding, yeah. but we'll just and we'll do an episode one day that yeah. covers, that covers all of that because it is seriously amazing. Like you Thank guys you. are the like everything that you're describing is what you guys executed. So we will yeah. definitely do an episode in depth episode on that. Yeah, and it's it really. I hope it can bring inspiration because it was a little more on the extreme side. And so I think if people can just take bits and pieces, they can find a lot more joy in their day. But oh, for sure. 
with our, we didn't have a wedding party. And so what we ended up doing was at our rehearsal dinner, which continued to be with intention, we had a cornhole tournament because Justin and I love games nice. and we had a cornhole oh, tournament. That's so you, that's so you guys. Both <laughs> you. <laughs> right. And the people who won the team that won and we like drew out of hats who was going to like be on teams and the team who won the cornhole tournament were the ones that were going to sign our marriage license. And I love that. It was the best. It's one of my favorite memories still. And it was the day before our wedding. And I just think that that was so cool. And we only invited our family. Yeah. So we knew that whoever ended up signing our marriage license was going to be in our lives forever. But those are like the types of decisions that it's like, okay, well, what do you enjoy doing together? Yeah. How can you incorporate that into your wedding day? Like instead of, if you don't like to dance, don't have a DJ. Like I love you right. DJs, but don't have it. If you don't like to dance, you don't have to have a DJ. You could put board games all over the tables. You, yeah, like there's sure. so many options of things that you can do to plan your wedding with intention. Mm-hmm. But those are all examples at the very ground or the very like foundational level of your wedding planning. What Justin and I did was we determined why are we having a wedding? So figuring out our wedding, why, what is it like, why are we wanting to celebrate our marriage with a wedding, right? You can get married without a wedding. So what's our why behind why this is the reason that we're celebrating? Why are we celebrating gathering people? Why are we, What's the why? And what Justin and I's why boiled down to, which we had to work really through a lot of deep questions to figure Mm -hmm. this why out. It didn't just, you know, come to us, but it was because we wanted to bring our two families together. That was the reason that we wanted to have a wedding was we wanted both of our families to come together as one. And so in every single decision that we made, and we shared that with everybody, every decision that we made boiled back down to does this matter to have our wedding or to have our families come together? Yeah. If the answer was no, we weren't going to invest resources there, time or money. Yeah. And, and, and why would did, you, but... why would you do something that goes against your why, you know, exactly. like the main reason. So did you guys like, once you landed there, what did that feel like? Like when you guys figured out this is what it is, like what was Justin's reaction to that? What was your reaction to that? Like, unearthing like you guys did this work and answered these questions and then you arrived somewhere like how did that feel to uncover this honestly it just felt like you reach this point of like clarity like everything is cloudy because you're being bombarded with so many things from so many different sources and avenues and people and all of a sudden it's like the clouds clear and like you've got that like that clear sight that clear sky and you can like see the see the sun like the sun is shining and there's not a cloud in the sky like that's kind of how it felt and so what we ended up like that made us realize like uh, we decided this before we decided we were only inviting our family yes and when we were making our list of guests just like any bride or groom couple any couple they are struggling with who to invite to their wedding where do i cut it off and so we ended up saying well what's our why because we want our two families to come together and so we're like we're cutting it off there we are cutting it off at our family and okay okay hold on that's that's pretty (laughs) monumental because yeah were you worried about what other people would think was there any of that there 
Were you worried about what parents would say or even friends, you know, people who are very close to you? Like, yes. Did any um, of that cross your mind? All of it. It all crossed my mind. And, but because I had this why, I had a reason to share with them why they weren't going to be there. And my friends, oh my gosh, bless them. I love them. They were all like, okay, but can we drive to the venue and look through the windows? <laughs> That's <laughs> and I'm hilarious. like, no, because if you do that, then other people like, so yeah. I just kind of drew that boundary, but I gave them a reason. And even if they didn't understand or if they didn't see, I felt grounded in my reason. And like, I have family, Chris, you know this because mm-hmm. you met them at my reception, but I have family or friends that are family and they are, they're everything to me. I could cry thinking about it and not inviting them hurt me, but I knew that a, that was opening a whole can of worms because there's a ton of them and B, if I keep it just at my family, they will understand. And they, they did, they didn't love it, (laughs) but they, they understood. They also probably thought, oh, this is so Ashley and Justin. Oh my God, you don't know how many times I got that statement. Well, this just sounds like you guys. (laughs) But that's so awesome though, because that really shows like you guys put yourself into it. I have a question for you. How important is it to find your why with your fiance? Well, the most important. You... Like, is this something a bride can do on her own? No. Okay. That was... You... There's... Sorry, this there's a dog, stray dog in my yard, and I live in the country. And I'm like, wait, why like, are you all the way over here I need to rescue you? I know, or just get you out of my yard. I know. I'm like, my dog is gonna start barking. Dog? No, it's a cute dog. I'm pretty sure it lives like I live in the country, and I'm pretty sure it's like my neighbor's dog. But it uh, stresses me out. Okay, sorry. I <laughs> you're, think you're good. Like, you're good. Re- you're good. Resume. This is why you don't have windows open. Um. So, you know, you can't come to this decision without your fiance because your why might be different than their why. Mm -hmm. And so like the way that we kind of worked through that is like I did determine my why, like all the reasons why I listed all of my why's like, why do I want to do this? there's a resource that you guys use that we will talk about here in a little bit. Yes. And that helped you, gave you questions to navigate. Okay. Yep. So I listed all the reasons why I might want to have a wedding and Justin listed all the reasons why he wanted to have a wedding. And then we just got to the root of all of them and like where they were similar. And had I done this by myself and as I'm making these decisions, Justin would have been like, but like, let's just talk about the family situation. He would have been like, but, but I want to invite my friends. And so if your whys aren't aligned and maybe they're not, but you decide on a common why. So if your whys aren't aligned, what joy are you having from this day? Like what right. somebody's going to be resentful. You're, you can't have that. Like you're not mad. Nothing is matching. You need this to line up. You guys are getting married. Like it needs to be enjoyable for both of you. This is not just your wedding. This is their wedding. So it's so important to do together. And it's, it wasn't an easy exercise necessarily either, but once you land on it, you guys like it seriously, the clouds go away. Yeah. And you know what? I, I just had the thought like, um, it also gives you a win. It gives you a win yes. on your wedding day. Like so many people I know can look back on their wedding day and they don't know how to feel about it. You know, it's like, oh, the pictures are beautiful. We got the video back and it was great, but it's just like, it just happened so fast and I can't this and I can't that. And it's like, well, of course you might feel a little amb- ambivalent towards your day if you executed 
the wedding industry's uh, portrayal of what your a wedding day should be. Wow. Of course, you might feel ambivalent towards it. But if you find your why, then you know your win. And if you know your win, you can celebrate. So you guys executed your win. You gathered your family. Your decisions were made and centered around that. Maybe for someone else, their win is um, celebrating uh, the love story that you and your fiance share. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because it's so unique and it's so, I don't know, it's, it's so amazing. So every decision should be made centered around that. You, it, it'll completely change the way that you think about your day. No longer is it like, oh, are we doing a bouquet? Are we doing a garter toss? Are we doing this? Are we doing that? Are we having tables and centerpieces and, and all of this stuff? Like it, it just shifts the way that you think. And you can, the day after when you wake up and when you look back on your day, you're like, wow, we hit our win. Like that's a touchdown. Yep. And I think a lot, Chris, a lot of people's purpose when they don't like dive it like deep, deep into that route to figure out what that is. I think they just want to celebrate with their people, like marry their person, number one. And number two, celebrate with their people. Yeah. Like I've, cause I've asked this question to my brides and that's kind of what they say is, well, I would just, why do you, why are you doing this? I want to get married and I want to celebrate with my people. And so if you actively actually celebrated with your people and you feel like you were able to execute the celebration aspect which some couples don't get to because they're too wrapped up and you need to go say hello to everybody like all yeah. those things then you do wake up feeling better but if you don't have that clarity whatever that clarity is then you're right you, you'll likely wake up feeling ambivalent and I after my reception remember waking up and being like like feeling so much more empty than I did after my wedding yeah and granted and that's so interesting. I got married the week before the pandemic. So like the pandemic wasn't occurring when I got married. It was a week before the yeah. weekend of kind of. And it but like literally blew up. It was everywhere in the news like literally. Next week. Yeah. But and then having my reception during the pandemic could have like played a part in that. But yeah, there wasn't as much purpose in the reception besides I was. Tr I think that it was more a I did want to see my people, but I also like the people pleaser in me was like, well, we'll have a reception. And then that way everybody feels involved. And so yeah. I kind of did that for other people. Yeah. Which that's is so, interesting. And I don't so, know that I've ever yeah. said it, it, it is very, <laughs> it is very interesting. I, I, if I'm a bride and I'm listening to this, I might be thinking, man, that sounds like a lot of work to like figure out how to find my why, or that sounds good for Justin, but my fiance is nothing like Justin. He's not going, going to want to do something like this. Like what, how should we advise like maybe a bride who's struggling with, you know, a fiance who, who doesn't want to take, like have any kind of voice in something like this? Yeah. That's a great question. Because I, I think, that. I really do think that Justin is kind of a, it's not common for people to have as much as of an opinion as like, and I'm not saying Justin's super opinionated, but he, he cares. <laughs> He cares and he wants to do things with intention. Like that's just him. He's like very much a insightful, deep thinker. So this yeah. is like probably not too far off of his, his path that he walks mm. in life to do deep thinking. But for mm -hmm. some, you know, other guy who's working, you know, 60 hours a week, who's literally just like, you just make all the decisions. I'll pay for it. You know, yeah. how does well, that work? I th so two things, Justin, wasn't never wanted to get married ever 
And so this was the way that I got him to be excited about it. I'll tell you that. So I think there are two kinds of guys most of the time. But I think generally they root back to not seeing why all the hoopla is important, right? Yeah. I I think that that's common. And so actually having this conversation with him made him excited. It also made him feel involved because it wasn't all about napkin colors and what I'm going to wear and what he's going to wear and who are, who's going to take our pictures, which they truly don't care about. And so I think that involving him in this why was what made him excited because that makes, he that makes, saw that makes a purpose because otherwise, again, he never wanted to get married. He's like, what's the purpose of getting married? Like, and without getting into the whole like religion thing that he, there's no religious ties. And so for him, he's like, why? Where I think yeah. when you are grounded in your religion and your faith, there's, a, there's a definite why. Yeah, exactly. It just makes sense. So for him to struggle with that. So you, I mean, like, it carved his why out. It 100%. It like, so, and that's a really good point because for so many people, their religion or their faith is tied to this. It's like, well, this is mm-hmm. the next step. So yep. there is a why that's it. rooted in that. And oh, wow, that's so crazy. Yeah. And so, but then, the, so that's one side of the coin where the guy doesn't have, see a purpose in it and it kind of gets him excited. Mm-hmm. But then for the other guy who sees the purpose in it, and I say guy, you could be marry, marry, God, marry man, marry woman. Um, the other person involved, maybe they are just throwing their credit card at you and they're like, you make the decisions. Yeah. It doesn't really matter to me. Getting them excited about this conversation isn't going to happen. I'll tell you that. So what you're going to do <laughs> is you're going to show up with this question in a very casual format. I think this is how I believe that this is what would work for a personality like that is like sitting at dinner, talking about random stuff and then be like, so why do you want to have a wedding? And just approaching it from a casual perspective and then just kind of seeing what they say. And they're like, well, you know, cause that's what we do. And it's like, well, why do we want to do it with a wedding? Why do we want to invite a bunch of people? Like, what do, why do you think that is? And then you're not putting them on the spot as much as like, let's sit down let's and talk about formal, this. Let's have a formal meeting. Exactly. Cause that doesn't work yeah. for some people. Yeah. They like, like, okay, we are going to carve out Sunday and we are going to answer all of these questions together. I'm a they're, person that likes that though. So do I. <laughs> I like I like that, but yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Justin doesn't. He yeah. does not like to sit. He's like, nope. He's more spontaneous than that. So yeah. So I springing, would. Oh, that makes so much sense too. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then you might even be if you if you want to take it a different route, and maybe you know that won't work, and maybe an option that you can take as uh, the person proposing this question is, hey, um, you know, I really think people just kind of spend too much like there's a lot of waste that goes into weddings and i don't want to just waste money on our wedding like wow maybe we can think outside the box with like some ways that we can save money and really do what we want to do and not do the things that don't matter to us what do you think about that i think most oh my god would be like yes let's save money let's do it you so just like lit up so many light bulbs right now like I like, really do think yes. that would be a game changer for some people to like approach it from that perspective potentially. Yeah, like you're going to get your spouse on board when you talk about saving money and not wanting to be wasteful. And they're like, okay, like, yeah, yeah that sounds like such a good idea. I benefit from this. Y- and you can Versus- start 
you can, and then you can start this conversation off at the kitchen table or on a date night at a restaurant or whatever, and then you can transition into using this resource. So let's go ahead and introduce the resource that you've that you've talked about because you've ranted and raved um, <laughs> about this planner and her approach uh, of intentional planning to weddings. Yes, I am genuinely obsessed with this resource. She, her name is Karen Harris. Or no, oh, oh, I spoke wrong. I think I've said that so many times, Karen Harris. Karen Harris is somebody, and I know that name. She's Karen Hopkins. Hopkins. And yes, the H's, the H's screaming up. So they she's Karen you. Hopkins. And it, the book is called Wedding with Intention. And it's a how-to guide to define your wedding purpose and design a celebration with soul. I'm staring at my physical copy here. She now offers this copy, this as like a free ebook because of the pandemic and she just truly believes that everybody needs it. But to rewind a little bit, she was a wedding planner and kind of had the same aha moment that I had. Like these are all exactly the same. How can we give people this avenue or resource or way to add, I like the way she uses this word, design a celebration with soul. And so it's free. It's a workbook it, I'm like opening it up right now just to kind of like tell you what's like inside of this. But I used this. I used this like crazy. And there's... Is so there like places to like write in it and stuff? Yes. That's which awesome. I don't know that you can actually purchase this anymore. She does accept like contributions. Mm-hmm. You just have to print it out because it's free. And gotcha. so like you can contribute to her, donate to her for doing this and this work. Um, I think I bought the book for like twenty thirty dollars. Um, so yeah, it's a workbook. You write in it. I actually am weird about writing in books. I got in trouble when I was a little girl for oh, like I writing love in to the write yearbooks. In books. I highlight <laughs> in them. I write in them. Ooh, no, I do. I, can't. I circle, bracket everything. <gasps> no, this book's clean. But I took a notebook <laughs> and I wrote down all the questions in my notebook, and then I like wrote it down there but there is space to write and then her uh resources she also like has like worksheets so it's kind of condensed but this talks about like section one is on foundations section two mental preparation uh section three is getting your shit together i love section four is turning your vision into a reality Uh, assembling your people like your wedding party and your vendors and then dealing with discomfort and after the wedding and so like she talks about things of like define your intentions of your wedding day what is your vision what do you see when you close your eyes and picture what you would like love it to look like talking about money like there's just so much to this you guys awkward conversations she's got awkward conversation scripts um wedding wellness pre-marriage counseling um intentional impacts thinking about waste with weddings i think how like weddings are so wasteful i think so many of these these um descriptions and like these these sections in the book like the the way that you're describing them i feel like it's like a a uh what do they call those things that you throw out when someone's drowning what is that oh like life life rafts yeah like like, or like like a the circle thing what's that circle thing yeah that's what i'm thinking of too i don't think it's called a life raft but it's called raft what is that (laughs) You, um, <laughs> I don't, you're tossing a life, we'll just say life jacket. You're tossing a life jacket to so many brides who I think like they're hearing this and I think it's probably filling them with hope. Like, yep. oh man, like there is, there is another way. Like what would it look like for you as someone who's planning a wedding 
if you could implement these things that, that Ashley's talking about, getting your shit together, planning with intention, you know, not living with anxiety. Can you imagine planning your wedding anxiety-free, worry-free, stress-free, uh, not being separated and doing all the planning on your own, but actually doing it together with Which your fiance? she has a section on that. It says that. Uh, sharing the workload. See, this could three. be, this, like, I really do think that this way is the is the new way going forward this should be a path that people in the wedding industry use intentional planning how else do you think it could change like brides lives aside from this huge major stress reliever and i think i don't think i know i know that waking up the day after your wedding a lot of couples feel a lot of anxiety it's weird and I don't know if that has to do with the alcohol in part <laughs> that happens, but there's a lot of, we- like, it's just a really weird feeling waking up the day after your celebration. And I can't say that about my wedding day, but I can say that about my reception. And I just remember feeling like, like that was it. Like, like there was happened. like this sense of like emptiness. And I, you kind of actually touched on that earlier, Chris. It, it's weird. And I just think that any feelings like any like negative feelings in that regard, emptiness, anxiety are gone when you are planning with this intention plus fam- family conflict that yeah. can be helped and resolved because you have this be like guiding yeah. light of why. And- or maybe not eliminated, but you have, you have a, a system. You have a, a North Star. That's how you put it earlier. And you know what you're going for. Listen, mom, it's not personal, but this doesn't fall in our why. Like this, this just isn't there. And for a lot of people, I think some people may be thinking, well, you don't know my mom or you don't know my dad or you don't know my aunt or you don't know my best friend or, or and you're right. We don't know them, but you do. And I want you to ask yourself this question. Is your mental health worth pleasing one of these people that you are pleasing in your life. We're going to do a whole episode and probably multiple episodes on people pleasing because that is a thing. But for now, ask yourself that question. Like, do you want to look back on your wedding day and go, wow, I'm so happy that I did what my mom wanted me to do or what she pushed so hard for me to do or that mm-hmm. I wanted a dress with sleeves and she said that looks stupid. So I didn't do that. Like what do you want? I don't think you do. I don't think you want to look no. back on that day realizing that you built a day that was not you and your fiance's ideal day. Yeah. I mean, look at it this way. Every single couple is different. Every single relationship is different. Every single human is unique. So why should your wedding be exactly the same as everybody else's? Why should it be the same as your friends? Why should it be the same as your parents? There are are graceful ways that you can incorporate them and the things that they care about or make them feel special and make them feel involved. There are ways that you can do that. Something that we did to, because I know that we took, we kind of took some things away from my parents. Yeah. And we did that because like I didn't walk with my dad down the aisle and that just kind of didn't resonate with me. And I talked to him about it and he's very passive person. And really like if he cared, he made absolutely no notion that he did yeah exactly but because we kind of were taking those things away because we wanted to do things our way and what resonated in our hearts we also did things to honor them like we walked down the aisle 
together. Justin and I walked in to our ceremony together and surprised my parents by walking into their wedding song. And that was a way that we chose to honor them. And yeah. it was, it was new. It was different. It's not something that like you hear about a lot. You, you know, there's just other options yeah. and you don't have to live by the way that the world is telling you that like, this is how it's done and there's no other option. You, you're, you're not a star Wars person, are you? No, I have never I, seen a star yeah. Wars movie. So did you, have you not seen the Mandalorian? Oh no, I have watched some of the Mandalorian. Oh, you have? I've watched okay, the so first season, but I mean, at nighttime, so I can't say I was awake the whole time. But. Well, you've at least heard them him say, this is the way. Yes. Right. Like this is the way and the Mandalorians, yes. they have this strict way that they live. That's what it's like in the wedding industry. It's like, this is the way. Oh, but I actually don't want that. But this is the way. This is how you have to. And it's not like you can make your own way. I you love that. You don't have to go with that. Exactly. Define your own wedding planning path. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be that way. You, it you don't have to live this way. No. And so I think if we're if we're giving big takeaways, the first thing that you need to do to begin to live in this world where wedding planning doesn't suck where you're not, you know, living with anxiety 24/7, where you are feeling like you're carrying this whole load is you need to begin to define your why. And you need to begin to start thinking intentionally as to how you can have this conversation with your 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 other half. And it's not like we've kind of given you some options, but I think, you know, if you need more help, uh hit us up, reach out to us somehow uh through our socials and, and and ask you know we we're here to help um but then also once you have your why in your north star you can actually begin to set boundaries around those things and they will help you with your family members because i think friends are going to understand it's going to be family that's going to be sometimes maybe hard to understand why you're doing the things that you're doing and maybe breaking away from tradition. But if you have your why, you can explain it to them and you yeah, can set those it, boundaries. 100%. It's like having, you know, when I've heard this, I haven't had kids myself, but you are advised to, to create a birth plan. Like this is what you want to occur if and like, or like when you go into labor, you want these people to be in the room. You want this to be the doctor. Like this is the, where you want to go. Like all the things yeah. that go into a birth plan. Again, I haven't had a baby, but you share that with people and people respect your birth plan. Share your wedding why with people as your boundary. And once you share that why, they will begin to respect. This is your why. This is your plan. This is your guiding light and it's going to determine your budget it's going to determine decisions you make it's going to determine invitations it's going yes. to help Guest list yep everything boundaries with family members i think is key though it definitely because they have an opinion this is their i think i was going to say this earlier and got off on talking about my dad but they it's their day too in a sense and mm -hmm. i think that's something Especially that parents. exactly um as a photographer recently we had realized that we focus so much on the bride and the groom and understandably so it's their wedding day but we had a mother who was really bummed that there weren't more photos of her and granted there were like I want to say more photos of this mother in this gallery than I'd seen in most but it gave me this perspective of we're following the bride and the groom around all day it's their day 
but their parents have been waiting for this day since the day that they were born. Oh man. And so so you do want to respect your parents. 100%. But even with the respect, you still can have your say, but when you have that reason, your parents love you and they are going to, so your siblings, whoever these family members are, they love you. And when you give them a good reason, they're more likely going to respect it. But as a vendor, it's like, it was just like this moment, this last month like of like clarity. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, this, this is really important to them. Like the way that they're looking at their child as their child walks down the aisle, like they have literally been waiting for oh their my gosh, I know. half of their life for this uh, moment to happen to like, well, I mean, I even just mentioned earlier, like I know that I, I hope and we've talked, so my daughter is partially because of Disney and, and how they, uh, what's the word I'm going to use? I'm going to get a little critical for a moment. I don't want to say brainwash. How they instill uh, okay. like marriage into little girls and, and finding their Prince Charming and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Which is, I don't know how I feel about that. But anyways, Ellie, she's uh, she's four She's talked about getting married since she was three. And and she's even said it from a perspective of like, I don't want to get married, daddy. And I'm like, you don't have to get married. And then, she, but, but, but do I? And, and, and talking about boys and it's like, Ellie, you don't have to get married if you don't want to, but I hope you do. And I hope that one day you'll find someone that, you know, is like mommy for me, but, or, you know, or, or whoever you meet, just someone that can be your person, you know, trying to have these conversations with a three-year-old yeah. now four, but even letting her, oh, conditioning was the word I was using. I was thinking of, but basically letting her know, like you, you don't have to get married if you don't want to, but if you do get married, then great. That's amazing. But even me realizing like, oh man, there's going to be a day that I'm going to potentially dance with my daughter or have a conversation with my son when he's talking to me about someone. And so, yeah, parents are think all of that to say, yes, parents are thinking about their kids getting married and it is an extremely important day for them too, which is yeah, why they so have it opinions. Makes sense. Exactly. Yes. And you want to be frustrated because I see this a lot in the people close to me planning weddings that they want to respect their parents' opinions. A lot of times their parents, you know, if your parents are contributing financially, you should definitely respect their opinions to some regard. But if you also have an opinion or a why, they're more likely going to respect yours because it's not coming from a place of like selfishness or like, but mom, I really want the color blue. Right. <laughs> she, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's deeper than that. And because it's a deeper thought, they're going to be more respectful. But I do think it's important to understand and to for us to acknowledge to you that it's okay that you're concerned with the way that you're like what your parents think. 100%. 100%. And also it's okay to be frustrated with mm-hmm. how um how involved their decisions are, but I think like that perspective is important like you care about your parents probably. I understand not always, but in this scenario like you care about your parents, you care that they're happy and so even if they're frustrating you right now, their opinions are frustrating you, your friends pr- opinions are frustrating you like take your parents perspective put yourself in their shoes for a moment and think okay how can i still honor them while still honoring what i want yeah that's really good insight i know that lara and i there came a point where we almost um just eloped because her mom was being very overbearing very opinionated and i think one of the things that i wish we would have done sooner is sit down and talk to her mom 
because Lara had a conversation with her and said, listen, you're making this not enjoyable. Like, I don't even want to get married. We're just going to go to the courthouse. Like, we're really weighing that and considering that. And her mother's behavior completely changed, you know, and, and it changed for the better. Now, I can't say that that's the case, will be the case for all parents. I can't speak to that, but I do know that if you are feeling anxious, if you are feeling like there's tension and, or if you are feeling like you have to plan and make decisions based off of what a parent wants, you can sit down and have a conversation and say, mom or dad, this is how I'm feeling when you do this or when you say this. And which might be a new concept because I know all families have different dynamics and some families don't talk about that stuff. But listen, no one's going to know what's going on inside of your head unless you voice it, unless you say how you're feeling, and then you can go from there. Yeah, I think that that's a really good point. Like with a lot of, I hear it all the time with our couples and people I know, um, they want to elope or they say, I wish I eloped or they'll tell me, I wish I did what you did. And that breaks my heart. And so I think that there's a better way. And I think that the better way is exactly what Chris just said. And maybe this is even like at the very beginning. And so I hope we're catching you at the beginning of your engagement. I hope so. But if, but if not, and you are, you, I will say this, it's not too late to change things. I agree. I completely agree. And, as soon as you can, as soon as you can, sit down with the people who have an opinion or who are bound to have an opinion. You don't know that they have an opinion yet because hopefully this is early enough, but if not, anyways, sit down with them, tell them your why, set that boundary early so you don't have to have those conversations later. You don't build up resentment towards them for them having decisions. As long as you're setting that first thing or clear I hate that I'm saying first thing because I know we're not catching people at the beginning yeah. but you 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 know like the sooner that you do this the better it's going to be and the less hurt feelings because For if sure. they understand this from the beginning they're not going to take you turning down their idea personally or they're not going to turn down if mom wants you to wear her wedding dress and like you really don't want to they're not going to take that as personally because you have all of this why and you can honor them in different ways and like yep setting that boundary right at the beginning, like nip it in the bud right now, right now, today, tomorrow, go do it. (laughs) Conversations are powerful. And I know that they're awkward and they can sometimes even give anxiety. Like the conversation for me as a nine, like when someone's like, Hey, I need to talk to you. I'm like, (gasps) those are the worst words I could ever hear. But Mm -hmm. if you go into it, wanting to with, with resolution on the other, like that is your why as to why you're even having the conversation, then you, I, I believe you'll, you'll accomplish it. Well, and um, if you talk to them, like how this is going to benefit them too, it's not uh, just yeah. about you. And you're like, Hey, I want to talk about something because I think that it's going to make you happier. I think it's going to make you feel really good about the direction of our wedding planning because you're putting that in their perspective and how this is going to benefit them People listen when they like you're talking about them. If you're just going to say, I want to be happy, they'll, they'll turn off and they're like, what about me? I have an angle. Do you really? I do. Yes. Okay. I want to hear it. Sometimes I feel manipulative because I like have these angles that you can take in in conversations, (laughs) but you could even spin it in because this is true. And I'm sure you have heard stories, you being the listener, uh, about, uh, relationships being strained you know, between parents or friends or siblings or whoever. Do you hear that humming? Oh, I'm sorry that you hear that. Justin's opening up my garage. 
Oh, yeah, okay. That's fine. It's open now. I don't know no, if you're he's good, leaving. You're good. It was it so might happen faint. Again. It was so, so, so faint. Yeah. Um, I saw you look down at your desk and I'm I like, was like, wait a minute. Did I? I'm like, did your phone go off? And then you're like humming and I'm like, oh crap, that's me. Yeah. No. Um, what was I saying? Um, um, oh, you so have an angle. You can, yes. You can spin, you can spin this and say, you know, I've heard of a friend or people. I've heard of people getting into rough patches with moms or parents while they're planning weddings. And I care about our relationship and I don't want that to happen to our relationship. I don't want this to be a strain on us. And oh, so because of that, I want to share our why so that we're completely transparent from the beginning so that you know when we're making decisions, it's not because we don't value your opinion. It's just that we want to execute our day. And we love you so much that we're having this conversation on the front end because we don't want our relationship to be damaged during this wedding process, but we want it to be strengthened. Boom. I love that so much. There's so much heart in that statement. And I think that they will feel understood and they will feel important because like, they're like, Oh my gosh, like they really, really, really care. Yeah. I think that's a really great angle. <laughs> that does feel that word. It does feel really manipulative. manipulative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, man, I think, how do you feel about everything that we've talked about? I feel really, really good. I feel like there's, there's really so much to unpack here, but I think that we are really hitting on. It's pretty meaty for the first episode and like introducing is. intentional planning though. It, it, it does. And that's, I mean, obviously a really big focus and a really big passion of both of us, but it's also just, we want, we know wedding planning sucks and we really yeah. want that to change for you. Like imagine walking in to your day with your mother this week and you guys are walking into the wedding dress store looking for your dress and you have no stress and she has no stress because you know that you both have this common goal and this common goal yes. is your why. And there is this boundary and you're not nervous about it and you're not nervous about speaking your mind. Like just imagine how great that would feel. It would feel Amazing. great, wouldn't it? I would imagine so. If I yeah. was going dress shopping. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. And so I just, I'm so, I'm so, so, so excited. And I, I think that this can just be so monumental in couples' lives while they embark on this, what normally is a very stressful period in time that nobody talks about. I agree 100%. If you guys are digging this content and you're liking the conversations that we're having, man, would you, it would do, and you hear this all the time, like it's a phrase now in America, like and subscribe, blah, blah, blah. And, and <laughs> But obviously I'm gonna do the pitch, like, um, we really believe that there's a lot of good that's going to come from having these conversations and bringing out these kind of topics that not very many people are talking about. And so, man, would you do us a favor and, uh, subscribe to our channel? If you, if this information or these kind of topics resonate with you, uh, and leave a review, um, if it is, if it's helped or, or if you're not going to do any of those things, man, share it, share it with someone that, you know, uh, who is planning a wedding and send them our way because we would love to be a voice in their lives that helps them navigate, um, a pretty, uh, a season that can be very overwhelming. You have any final thoughts that you want to share before we Dude, get out of here? So. I know I'm thinking like there's so much that I feel like I could say, but we could just go on forever and ever. And so it's just going to be next episode. It's going to be next episode. We got some good ones coming up. Thank yes, you guys so much for listening. 
and we will talk to you guys very soon. Hey everybody, I'm popping back on because in our excitement for our very first episode, we forgot to actually mention a few things, so I'm going to give you some reminders about those things that we forgot. Number one, the book that we talked about so much during this episode, Wedding with Intention uh, by Karen Hopkins. We actually are going to be dropping a link to that PDF um, in the show notes, so just feel free to look for those in the show notes. You'll find them there, and then you can go download it. Super simple, super easy. We highly recommend that you guys pick this up and check it out. If you are wanting to begin to plan your wedding with intention and figure out your wedding why, and the second thing was to simply follow us on Instagram at The Bridal Breakdown. And so we are wanting to build a community of amazing listeners and people that we can interact with on social media, on Instagram especially. And so if you would do us a favor and go follow us, um, you can actually participate in polls that Ashley's going to be running. Um, we're going to be asking for insight on social media as well and trying to give content that is life-giving and entertaining and just all around good stuff that is not fluffing up your feed, but that is useful information that you will enjoy reading uh, and interacting with. So we hope that you would do that. Thank you so much for listening to episode one. We will see you guys very soon.